he would go and buy hundreds and hundreds of lots in a particular market. And then once the bank started to open up the money, he had land that was basically free. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips and Heather Marchant here. Today, you're going to hear what I really sound like without my sexy microphone. <laughs> it's not going to be near as fun for you to listen to me today. My Heather's, Is it nasally? I mean, what's it sound like over there? No, I just keep hearing you hit your desk. All these. You're going to hear everything in here. (laughs) In addition, my office is basically empty. And I think you guys used to get the back view where you could see the office. It's a really big space. And there's almost nothing in here because the packers have come and packed everything up. And I was trying to find literally everything. Heather has been laughing at me now for the last 15 minutes. I have no idea where my backpack is, which has all of my stuff in it. I don't have the right cables. I can't hook up my mic. I actually went and got my mic. I mean, I got another mic here. Got another right cable to hook it up. So anyway, apologize for the audio. So why is your office empty? Tell us, Ron. Okay. So I bought a new house and it's still being renovated like since January. That's okay. I mean, it was a big renovation. So, but it's almost done. And so we have to list this house. We're going to finally list this house. So we've decluttered it and the pod went away. We had a bunch of people in here. It looked like a circus packing stuff up. And I hope they didn't pack my backpack because that's going to really suck if they did. <laughs> um, but anyway, we're living off of like the necessity type stuff. And that includes my office. Like I moved my whole office over to that other house, but they haven't installed the lighting yet. So it's really dark over there. I'm in between places right now. So, <laughs> And you know what? That actually ties into what we want to talk about today really well, actually, because sometimes in life and in real estate, you make a plan and you start carrying out the plan and it doesn't always go the way you intended. (laughs) You know, it seems like on this rehab that that happens pretty consistently. Anybody who's rehabbed a house knows that you tear some stuff up, move some walls around and you have a vision. I mean, we actually, you know, we hired an architect and a designer and all a GC and we have all these people and it doesn't make any difference. Like when you tear stuff out and you move walls around, stuff just doesn't fit back the way you thought it was going to fit back. And so then you have to, like, they're constantly texting me and saying, Hey, I need to show you something. And it's because something's not meeting up where it was should. The trim doesn't match the rest of the trims. You can't go around the wall that way. You know, something like that. One of these horrible first world problems that I have that, uh, yeah. Anyway, but you're right. It doesn't necessarily go the way that you thought it was going to go. Although this project has gone remarkably well. That's true. Before we get into our other point, I should say hiring professionals that are really good at what they do is so key. Our designer has been clutch. I mean, she just rocks above and beyond what a designer would normally do. I mean, almost to like project management kind of detail. And our GC is unbelievable. I mean, we got him as a referral. So again, who you know means more than what you know a lot of times. So I got a great referral. All of his people, all of his subs are amazing. And yeah. somehow he gets them all to work the way they're supposed to, which makes 
what is supposed to be a four-month project a four-month project instead of a turning into a six or seven-month project. So, I mean, that's pretty cool, really, yeah. that we were able to get someone like that. Referrals are so powerful. I mean, we just talked about the, this week, Ron, that you spend a lot of time and money in masterminds so that yep. we can be ahead of shifts, market shifts, whatever is coming our way and being having those relationships and and really putting yourself in the right rooms that you can have those and build those relationships it's really really important huh in our facebook group this week something interesting happened that i really loved um it was just yesterday and this reminds me of this that a client commented and then another person piggybacked on the comment and said oh my gosh you're in here like hey like they knew each other in their personal lives, it was very obvious and yep. realized they were both in this same group of like-minded individuals, right? So making sure that you're rubbing shoulders with people that that kind of thing to get good, solid referrals in the real estate world. I mean, that's how our business runs, Ron. <laughs> it's, Absolutely. It's solid referrals. So I love your takeaways from that because overall, you've said that it's gone really well and you're probably right. It's probably because of the people and good referrals. It is 100% because of the people. That's really cool. So one thing that I've been working on and we've been working on is going through stuff that happened in 2008. We've talked about it here on the podcast before, talking about how you can be prepared for a market shift. And one thing we have been reflecting on is when the market shifted and financing really wasn't an option. And if you didn't have the cash sitting around, it was very difficult to get into the real estate game. And one thing you're really good at, Ron, is pivoting <laughs> and seeing opportunity. You have more of a creative mind that way. It's super helpful. And I remember you pivoted back then in 2008 when it was harder for us to be able to have clients purchase rental properties, which was our core business. We pivoted. I don't know the background on a lot of that, honestly. So, yeah, I mean, we knew that when the market drops, that you need to be able to buy. We knew that. And we knew that we had clients who wanted to buy. We also had some clients who were absolutely scared to death because yeah, uh, everything true. happened. I mean, there were so many who were just yeah. scared to death, but there was no money really. Like you couldn't... Like right now, everybody's complaining about the interest rates went up half a point. Well, back then there was like no investment property loans. Yeah. So you had to pay cash for everything. And unless you had a lot of cash... It was really difficult to play in the space. And here we are in a 9, 10, 11, 12, where you could buy properties for pennies on the dollar. A, most people were scared to death. B, most people didn't have the cash to be able to buy more than a couple, maybe one, two. So it really wasn't very scalable like it is now. And in addition to that, there was we found these lots. There was land. And land had actually... It kind of lagged behind the houses. And so it didn't go back to the bank as quickly. But once it went to back to the bank, there were huge tranches of land that was developed. I mean, it was same thing as buying a house. You get all the sticks and bricks and you get all the stuff, right? All that stuff costs money. And even if the value of the home because of the market went down, all of the stuff in there is still worth intrinsic value. And it's the same exact thing with development because you put in streets and you put in utilities and you move the dirt to make it look the way you're supposed to, and you plant trees. You do all of this stuff to make these subdivisions look really nice. And now here's these subdivisions that are just are not built out anymore. Mm -hmm. And so we knew that there was value there. 
we knew that you could buy these things for even fewer pennies on the dollar than the houses, believe it or not. And so we went out and tried to figure out how to buy them and how to market them to our clients. And that's what we did. So we we were also selling houses, but we sold a lot of land, an enormous amount of land. And we thought that the market would turn around way faster than it did, yeah. uh, but it didn't because in most downturns, it, it comes back relatively quickly. You know, a few years, it's back. Well, this didn't happen because the government really jumped in and screwed everything up. We've talked about that on the show ad nauseum, you know, what the government did, but this is one of those things like the, like the house, right? It just, it didn't happen the way we thought it was going to happen, but we knew there was intrinsic value in the land. And so it took a lot longer than we thought it was going to take for the land to actually come back to being worth what it should be worth, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. I was not involved in the big picture as much as I am now, but back then I was more involved in the day-to-day. So I was involved in creating all the marketing materials and stuff for these pieces of land. And it was really interesting because we sold several hundred, I haven't pulled those numbers recently, but hundreds oh. of pieces of land. I owned like five or six. I think I sold one a couple of years ago. So we all drank the Kool-Aid, right? <laughs> we were yep. buying the land too, selling yep. them to clients and people reaching out over the years because we said, oh, about a five to 10 year projection is what we thought, right? Based on all the information that we had. And it took a little longer. We kept clients informed as best we could. And in the last couple of years, we've seen a shift. And one of the places where we sold those lots, because there were several locations, um, was Bella Vista, Arkansas. And it's been really interesting because I went on my RV trip in 2020, as most listeners know, was across the country for two months living out of an RV. And I stopped in, in Bella Vista. And loved it first of all it's a, cool I was, it's a very cool place i came back to camp sorry that's where the rv was because i had left my family for the day to go up to bella vista and came back to camp and i told my husband i'm like i could live here like i could live in bella vista it was that beautiful and just every kind of major company seemed to be there right shopping and all the major necessities but also kind of spread out and not super busy city, which I was thought was really cool. So anyway, I think it's interesting because as we started with that, hey, when things don't go your way, that you still find a way. Usually in real estate, there's ways to get creative, which is one thing that makes real estate a little unique that you can... And you know, that, that particular area too is kind of... I mean, this, this is really close to Walmart's headquarters. The area is growing like crazy before the downturn. Post-downturn, it still continued to grow pretty crazy, you know, compared to most areas. Now it's absolutely on fire and it's spilled up into Bella Vista, which is what we thought it would do. It just took a long time. And you know that we had talked about this bypass that had the financing was actually in place between Missouri and Arkansas was supposed to connect and bypass and go around because they had a smaller road that went down through the middle of Bella Vista would make the West side way more accessible. We bought heavily on that West side because of that. And then both governments like ran out of money. That was so funny. I was, you know, people would email us, hey, when's the uh, bypass going to be done? No clue. I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, but Missouri ran out of money. You know, they didn't allocate the money to the right spot. Anyway, yeah. it's finally done. Yeah, official. And then when I was there, it was still under construction, the junction there coming south of Bella Vista. So what I was told by a local agent there is that it was like California traffic. 
at rush hour yeah. going through Bella Vista because it's the main freeway coming crossing the border from Missouri goes straight yep. through the middle of Bella Vista. Yep. And then you've got all the people going home after work, yeah. plus <laughs> all of the people that are driving through there. It's, it's a, it was a really frustrating spot because Missouri, you came down on a freeway and then you just like slam the brakes into this little country road thing. And, and <laughs> I mean, so the bypass was really necessary and plans were already in before the crash and it should have been built. But yeah. again, you don't have any control over that either. Right. Yep. And, but now it is. And so it just took a little bit longer. Um, the good news is that those lots were very inexpensive. They're exp yeah. inexpensive to hold, inexpensive to, to purchase. But now it's kind of funny because I, I, you know, at the time we had three exit strategies. I think if I recall, it's been so long ago, um, but we had three exit <laughs> strategies. One of them was to sell them to builders. One of them was to build on it yourself. And one of them was to just sell them on the open market or sell them to the neighbor. Because you could build a rental property, which mm -hmm. you know at the time you really couldn't do because you couldn't get the financing to do it. But now, however many years later this is, Heather, good Lord. I know we're old, man. <laughs> um, we're building on ours. So Heather and I have a builder and he's building houses on our lots. We have some other of our clients who are building down there in Bella Vista. We have a couple of clients who built, sold several homes down there. And the lot values never really came all the way back where they should have been. Mm -hmm which is a little bit crazy that they didn't. But one of the things that happened is that the banks will allow you to finance. We found this really cool loan products where you can finance and you can put the property up, the land up as the down payment. That's done all over the place, subordinating land. But usually the land value is significantly higher than the land value on the land down in Bella Vista. And yet we're still able to do that. So, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And it's because the prices that homes are selling for are so astronomical that the afterbuilt value of the home upon completion is so good that you still have, because you don't have hardly any money in the lot, into the land, yeah. you're still sitting in a really, really attractive place. So the people who held on now have the ability to build and keep them as rental properties because they'll be into them at a really nice price or build them and sell them for a profit either way. And that's what we're doing. We're going to keep some and we're going to, we're going to build some. And, and in the interim, Heather, who knew that the Walton boys were going to get together and decide to build ridiculous mountain bike park yes. in Arkansas of all places. And it's through the development of Bella Vista. So all the lot the that I owned, yeah, the lot I own um, in an IRA that I bought from you, Ron, there's a mountain bike trail that goes almost in the backyard, almost. So you can just pop on the trail, ride your mountain bike. And when I was there in town, I just kept seeing bikers. You'd be driving through the development and bikers it's, would just come out and cross the street. <laughs> it's become like a destination for mountain bikers, mm -hmm. which I mean, in a million years, if you just said, Hey, what do you think might happen down in Villa Vista? I was like, I don't know. Maybe they'll build another golf course. <laughs> I don't know. Another police station. Uh, I don't know. But mountain bike trails, never yeah. in a million years would I have guessed that ever. And they, yet here it is. And so that makes it an Airbnb hub. So, you know, you can build houses and do Airbnb down there as well. 
pretty that's right pretty interesting pretty interesting when when i was there in 2020 one thing that i learned that i didn't know before was that all of the heirs from sam walton from walmart that's walmart's headquarters as you said and the grandsons are the ones that built the mountain biking trails and that it's contingent in their trust money that they have to give a percentage back to that northwest arkansas region so they have the best arts the best parks i mean you name it it's like state-of-the-art everything and then another thing i learned is that one time sam walton needed to meet with one of the reps of one of the companies a supplier for walmart's um, product and that they couldn't come and he said that's it if you sell product in my store you need to have a brick and mortar store and a rep within so many miles of walmart and so when you drive through that area there is every store. I mean, Black and Decker, I, they called it something row, like store row or something. And there's uh, every brand has <laughs> a <the> store. <laughs> it's very it's, cool. It's pretty amazing, really. And the growth down there is really amazing. So I guess moral of the story is we knew that that stuff would happen. We thought it would happen much sooner than that. It didn't. There's just certain things that you can't control in real estate. One of them is the government and their timing on things whether they screw things up, which they did. But you know, there's one way that in a shifting market, you could profit. I have a really good friend who did the same thing. He was a builder though. And so he would go and buy hundreds and hundreds of lots in a particular market. And then once the bank started to open up the money, he had land that was basically free. And so, I mean, he was building houses. I mean, it was out of control. And actually that happened in Utah as well. I can't remember the name of the builder now, but they actually were building when people were buying renovation houses and they were buying REOs and he was building for less than the REOs because he had bought the land almost for free. And so he didn't have any land cost, which in Utah, as you know, it's a huge portion of the house is land cost. And so... Anyway, there's so many ways to invest in real estate. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I had a client call and say, I need you to tell me if I should take my cash and I should do more active flipping or if I should buy a property from you. And I said, well, the cool thing about real estate is that both work. (laughs) And I said, here's the advantages, disadvantages that I can think of to both strategies. And I said, that's the magic. And that's why there's so many different options out there for real estate, because you can be creative and do different things and be successful. Wildly profitable. I just had a conversation with a guy the other day and I was telling him the same thing. It's both and. Why do you need to do one over the other? Take the profits from your flip and put them into something that's long-term. I tell my coaching students that too. Like, You have a marketing machine that's cranking out really good deals. Cherry pick the best ones, use the profits from your other ones to pay for them and keep properties. Agreed. And then, you know, I I think to myself, you and I have other friends who don't have the time to do either one of those things. They literally can't do it. So if they can't get good deals from a company like ours, because there's fewer deals, you know, we've talked multiple times, Heather, about syndications where they can get into deals where other people have found the deals and they can fund those deals as a limited partner and literally just get money. Yeah. They don't have to do anything. It's a very passive investment. You it's know, true. with the right syndicator, those deals can be very, very lucrative as well. Definitely. It's a good point. Lots of different options. So I think my takeaway from it is to always look for the opportunity instead of what's going wrong or what didn't go according to plan. <laughs> look for the opportunity. And even though rates are increasing, oh, so much opportunity everywhere. 
<laughs> literally, literally all over the place. And I believe that it is going to get much better. People ask all the time, well, I mean, should I just sit on the sidelines and wait? I don't know about that, but you definitely should be ready to shift when the shift is necessary. I had a friend of mine that posted on Facebook today or yesterday, I can't remember. He says, if you're concerned with the interest rate hike, you haven't been a real estate investor long enough. Yeah, that's really true. I mean, seriously, because these rates that everybody has been playing with for the last two years, it was two years ago, like Heather and I said, I think on the last podcast, two years ago, that they were like 4.8. And we're almost where we are now, two years ago. And then back before the crash, interest rates were six and 7%. I mean, look up a graph, just Google an interest rate chart Mm -hmm. and take that thing back as far as it'll go. And then just take a look at what interest rates were. And people have been investing in real estate since, I mean, that I know personally since the seventies and Mm eighties. And you want to talk about a roller coaster ride with interest rates. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) but there's some unbelievable deals. I think I talked about the deal that my dad did. He, He wasn't a real estate investor, but you know, back in the eighties, you kind of had to make a deal. Interest rates were 18%, you know, so you kind of had to make a deal and, you know, they were able to do that. They traded properties. Hmm. I mean, who, who puts their house on the market and goes, yeah, you know, man, I I might trade with you for something. And that's uh, true, huh? Yeah. If I remember correctly, my dad had, he had a house with a very large lot. I had two lots, I think in either case, somebody had bought the other land, like the other piece Hmm. of the land. And he traded that piece of land for a house down the street with the college. I think I talked about the college kids that like, Oh yes. And so he made a huge mistake running it to the college kids. That's right. But what a cool, no real estate experience, just a really cool creative deal. Yeah. Literally swapped properties. That's nuts. Because the one guy wanted to build and you know, my dad had a piece of land and he had a house and they just straight up swapped them. Pretty cool. That uh, is cool. Real estate deal. So it doesn't really matter, right? Real estate has value. And if you own it, there's all kinds of things you can do with it. So pick a lane or pick two lanes, whatever you want to pick and run down them. Buy and own some rental properties. If you own them and you wanted to get into syndications, that's cool too. And if you want to do some of these other fun strategies, we have some clients who are doing some really cool stuff right now. They have enough rental properties that they don't need to work anymore. And so they just started doing some creative real estate deals and they're doing remarkably well with it. So game's open to anybody. Anybody can play it. That's right. If you're interested in building and want our help, reach out to us at invest at rpcinvest.com because it's fun, man. When you have a, hey, here's a piece of land. And I think we paid for a survey. (sighs) That was it. That was amazing. (laughs) Yeah, which wasn't much. Yep. And then the same thing, like if you want information on syndication, we have an open syndication right now. Oh, that's right. We do. So if you've been looking for a syndication, let us know. Uh, we have one that's open right now. And I think that's it. I mean, mostly just guys get ready for the shift. Be ready for it. Don't be scared of the real estate market. Be excited yeah. about it always because there's always very exciting things happening with it. Mm-hmm. So don't be frozen because as we always nice. say around here, get out there and make something happen. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to GetRealEstateSuccess.com.